Christina and Lydia and you're listening to Retweet. Welcome back to I guess the second half of season two. We took a very long but much needed hiatus just to recharge and we're gonna come back at you with more content for your head top. Exactly and for this week we have our very special friend Kevin. Um, So I guess this episode is Ask Everything You've Ever Wanted to I guess like the most privileged (laughs) (laughs) brand of person um it's kind of long but I guess just like a cisgendered able-bodied um white privileged man and so we went on our Instagram and if you don't follow us on Instagram make sure you follow us on Instagram um so we opened up the questions to you all and we have all your questions written down in front of us so we're just gonna shoot Kevin with all these questions and he promised to be completely honest can't wait and you also wanted to dis- like disclaim something. Yeah, I wanted to do disclaim that this is kind of going to be a a fun episode. But I know that just me being on this podcast, I'm kind of taking space away from other people that probably are more deserving of it. And I understand that privilege that I'm kind of taking up. Um, but I do appreciate the invite. I'm going to try and answer these questions both from my own personal opinion, but also a. Uh, uh, more London kind of guy. The London opinion. special. The London special. <laughs> I'm going to try and answer it for them, for all the boys out there. <laughs> that is so scary. <laughs> Men are scary. Yeah. Even they're the white. Sorry. Terrifying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, happy Black History Month. So <laughs> Did she lie? Did she lie? <laughs> I never lied. Um, so obviously your ability to, I guess, like state your privilege, being here already like, confirms the fact that you acknowledge everything that we're kind of saying. Um, so what motivated you to become more socially aware and I guess like self-aware of your own like social standing? Like what helped me realize it in my past? Yeah, I guess that. And then also like maybe mm. talk about like the moment it all kind of made Came sense. Together. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, I grew up, uh, went to high school, predominantly white high school. Um, Same. (laughs) (laughs) Ditto, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, there's parties and whatnot. You go out and I I used to have a group of friends that weren't predominantly white. um, And I remember going to a party one time and the cops were called because we were all fucking hooligans and just just having fun drinking Coronas. (laughs) (laughs) As we do. (laughs) God bless. Corona, please sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And anyways, the cops came and they were kind of doing the little writing the inf- info down of everyone and they went to a couple of friends of mine um, they wrote a bunch of the information down. they really grilled them and they came to me and they asked me you know my name and I think where I lived and you know I didn't live in a great neighborhood but it wasn't a bad neighborhood um, so I told them and they kind of just gave me a cursory like glance off and then said thanks and then went on to my other friends and then grilled them and I was kind of like huh this is um like just being treated very differently that one respect was uh definitely definitely very changing for me i was like oh wow yeah real different um and then as i and then as i grew up a little bit more um throughout more my undergrad and and after that i started to realize um honestly it comes a lot through reading it comes a lot through talking with people but you just end up realizing that your own lived experiences so different and there's so many things how many guys don't realize how scary it is for like one of you two to walk home from a bar right like I don't think about that 
I just I just do it. I, I'm I'm you know a little lifted and I go and I <laughs> I just walk home. But yeah. like this is an experience that is not shared by everyone, and it's like you kind of just continue to compound and learn and kind of realize like oh shit, this is um quite different uh, yeah. for for many people and uh, yeah. Okay, so what I was gonna ask is my opinion, even though I'm sociology. In my classes, I learn what most conversations are kind of happening, like on Twitter, in these art spaces where they're talking about, like, how are we going to make the world more progressive? I get that in class. My thing is, is like, I'm like, okay, I'm a sociology major. But also, if you're in university, there's so many clubs, like, available that even if you're not, let's say, like, any of, like, a woman's studies major, a sociology major, what have it, like, under my impression, you can get the education if you want to. So what was your major? Because I'm wondering if maybe it had something to do with your like enlightenment and then also what you were studying. Definitely, yeah. I did um, film and media, oh. minored in contemporary art. Contemporary art was definitely, definitely, definitely the thing that got me to where I am. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just, for me, going and seeing exhibitions or whatnot is the way to learn about different social issues in like a really engaged and like unique way. However, I know that dudes in university undergrad, they don't give a shit. That yeah. There are so many clubs. They don't fucking care. They don't care. Yeah. Why does it doesn't affect them? That's the ca- exactly. Like, That's the whole thing with learning about privilege and different forms of oppression. For me, it was mainly motivated by the fact that I was affected by mm-hmm. um, intersecting forms of oppression, yep. right? So then that motivated me to learn more about, you know, different things that might not affect me, but I could empathize in a way. But I feel like when you don't experience any type of oppression, there's less of that motivation to, like, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And the people, these people that don't want to learn about this fully think that they experience oppression. It's just like... Oh, my buddy got the job over me, or oh, my my dad didn't get a car for my mm-hmm. sweet sixteen, stuff like that, right? And so when someone else comes and says, "Well, you're not followed in retail stores," like it it doesn't make sense to them. They don't want to hear it, right? They don't want to. I'm not talking about everybody, but these are the people that are don't, that choose to continue being ignorant of, you know, different systems of oppression or or or, or privilege or ignorance. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think it's not to say that like just because you don't face a systemic form of oppression doesn't mean you don't have struggles of your own it doesn't mean that you don't face Mm -hmm. your own issues and Mm -hmm. i think that's what people hear when you say hey you actually like that's not a systematic issue for you they hear that oh you're you don't have issues at all Mm -hmm. yeah i know sometimes i wonder if it'd be more beneficial instead of like having all these conversations about privilege which i think are still important if we almost made it more important to emphasize like what is oppression because I mean, everyone has an intersectional identity, even if you are, like, the most privileged person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always, like, I wonder if people, like, actually know how to define oppression because that's where it seems to be, like, messed up. Mm-hmm. That requires people, and this is a nuts concept for a lot of people, that requires people to listen <laughs> and, like, empathize. I'm serious. Ass, yeah. It really does. And a lot of people are not interested with listening. Mm-hmm, yeah. So many people don't want to listen. They don't want... They, they have their own ideas of you know, their oppression or their struggles, and it's paramount to them. They don't want to listen to other people explain it to them. They don't want to listen to other people. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even with your point of, like, defining it, I don't know if you remember, this was like a couple years ago, but 
everyone was like, well, black people can't be racist. And it was, like, just mm-hmm. a big, like, I always heard that, like, sentence. And it's not that black people can't, you know, enforce oppressive and like be prejudiced like they, yeah, yeah. Prejudice it's that like systematically we don't have any sort of power mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean so i feel like statements like that just kind of get contrived and get you know misconstrued and people don't really understand what it means mm-hmm. so then but it's within 140 characters right? i know yeah. that's the only that's thing what i'm saying like it's so it's so easy to share and and, and not think about not really understand but mm-hmm. but you can you can share it and and yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the only thing I have a pro- like I have issues with uh with like activist Twitter. It's like sometimes I'll see a tweet mm-hmm. and I'm like I get it, like you're right, but like this could have been a lecture. And then someone mm-hmm. who has no foundation is like reading this and like doesn't understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. super against it without knowing. Without knowing. Yeah, Reads yeah. a sentence black people can't re- be racist and think that they can never be like oppressive to another human. And they being. don't understand what racism is in general, so mm-hmm. like it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you can't hold prejudice against other groups. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, what we wanted to know was like, in general, like, how did you get comfortable talking about oppression? Because not only do you, I would argue, like, talk about oppression, but like, you're around a lot of people who like face various struggles. You have a diverse friend group, so like, how is it like getting comfortable with like hearing people talk about not your people, but you know, <laughs> maybe your kind <laughs> in a negative light, right? Yeah. And not bashing them but you know what I mean like essentially just like talking about oppression remember when well not remember it still goes on but when people be like oh white people do this white people do that and if you look online or you you read reactions to it there's one kind of person that's like well I don't do that how fucking dare you say (laughs) that I do that and it's like I have a mixed trial yeah we're not saying we're not saying Michael you are the person who does (laughs) this we're saying white people if you identify as such Mm -hmm. and like you like if you're a white person and you do that then it's like or you don't do it but you're like feel the need to defend then it's like come on like you're, you're you're already saying that you in some way involve yourself so when people bring that up and they, you know, they, they talk about white people or people of privilege or whatever. Yes, I have these things 100% and yes, I am. But I, I like to think that, you know, some of the specific things that they say, I don't identify with, I don't do. And if we're talking like larger things, like just my existence is, um, like as I said at the beginning of the podcast, just me existing here is taking space up, mm-hmm. right? Just me being here is not allowing someone else who has a, you know, maybe much more defined view on this. Um, and I accept that. You know, I, I try and work towards it. It's honestly just open communication and not getting super sensitive when someone's like, you do this, you do that. And it's like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's try and listen. Let's try and, like, empathize where usually when someone is real angry, someone's really angry coming at you or coming at me, let's say, being like, oh, you know, white people are you, don't do this or that, or you do this or that. It's not, they're not like, they have an anger, right? There's Mm -hmm. an anger coming from, let's say, trauma or coming from, let's say, like, oppression or something. And, man, I I can't understand how that feels. I'm never going to understand how, like, imagine having all this pent-up anger and aggression and whatnot, but having, but society is not built for you to, um, like, like any cathartic kind of experience in, like, a positive way. Mm -hmm. You have all of these emotions and, and you just have to, like, you feel like you have to scream and... You know, when, when Black Lives Matter, remember when they, they stopped the float in, yeah, I do. in, in Toronto? Everyone's like, 
this is like not good because like they're taking a hardline stance, whatever, and like they're shutting it down and it's a it, it's a celebration, whatnot. But like they had so many good points, and again, it's coming from this place of like, if you aren't heard for so long, mm-hmm. you get desperate, and I get that completely. Well, I understand that, but I'm heard. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's I completely understand, or at least I completely get where people are coming from. I don't understand that. I don't you know I can't inhabit that position, but. Anyways, it's just realizing that. It's trying to empathize with people. It's trying to be like, listen, there's people that, you know, talking to you, they're explaining their things because they want to feel heard, they want to be empathized with, and you kind of got to give up your platform, give up your space, and just do it. Like, don't get sensitive about it. Don't get upset. Just, yeah. And it's just that constant kind of experience. Um, That's how kind of I get... So I get used to it. I got used to it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now with other guys, <laughs> with other <laughs> people, um, yeah. Yeah, they lot. don't <laughs> like that. You know, when if, if you two were to call out a microaggression or call out something mm-hmm. on the street and be like, that's not OK. A lot of people dig their fucking heels in and mm-hmm. they'll say, well, like, screw you. Like, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like what you're saying is false. Like all these things because they feel attacked because they're incent or they're um, insecure because they can't take criticism, right? That's the basis of why people can't deal with this shit is because they are really, really not okay with their own stuff or they're not able to empathize. Like, and I think also when you're talking about dismantling um, systems that have always benefited you, I think that's very uncomfortable. And then also there's discomfort when you talk about things that your ancestors have perpetuated Mm -hmm. and it's all rooted in Mm -hmm. white fragility. And I think a lot of the conversation is rooted in this us versus them type of dichotomy, which I think is why people feel like so called out or like also with what we've talked about with cancel culture, where it's like you've done one thing wrong. Mm -hmm. So you're just written off. And I think people have a hard time grappling with the fact that you can do something problematic. But if you take those steps to unlearn and to do better in the future, for the most part, people aren't going to hold it against you. At least good people. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's the thing about white privilege, too, is like, I see this pattern happening in cancel culture, too. It's like, mm. you know, the white celebrities or the white, like, personalities that do something wrong, it's like, they don't ever truly get canceled. They get mad at them for, like, maybe a month, and then they don't actually ever get written off. So it's uh, like... Unless you, they are pedophiles. Yeah, unless yeah. they're pedophiles. But Which is the line. That's that, the line. line. They yeah. can do something extremely racist. They can beat the shit out of their wives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's been so many celebrities that, like, like physical abuse for their, like, spouses. Even, like, Aaron Hernandez. He killed, like, two people. Mm. And yeah. people are still like, well, he's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but but pedophiles never get a pass. Pedophiles <laughs> never get a pass. No, pedophiles <laughs> never get a pass. But we love everything the children. else for celebrities is kind of okay. Yeah, that's true. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of, like, remember when, like, Jeffree Star... Uh, there was like tapes of him saying the n-word it's mm-hmm. like okay everyone oh, we're gonna yeah. quote-unquote cancel him but he's fine now like yeah. it doesn't really hurt you when you're a mm-hmm. white person i would argue and you get like called out on these things and then but then the argument with jeffree star is well i'm queer well i'm this well i'm not so mm-hmm. that's true I, at the same time it's like yes i guess you you are oppressed in that way but you can still be an oppressor yeah. and i think that's what people don't understand you can still be racist <laughs> like yeah yeah even as a black woman, I can still be homophobic or mm-hmm. be, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
Okay, so since it is really hard to find, I guess, like, other white guys or other dudes in general, I would argue in general, um, that are socially aware and, like, ready to have these conversations, how are you, I guess, like, making space to, like, have more friends that are socially aware, that are perhaps men or white? Mm. So I guess, like, long story short, how are you making friends that aren't problematic, specifically Mm. male friends that aren't problematic? I'm looking inside of London, that's for goddamn sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, No, but... Yeah, it's definitely a different. You know, I'm not from London. Um, different kind of, different kind of vibe here. Real hard making, making guy friends here. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. But having said that, um, guys, I think in general, you can you can kind of if they do something shitty, they do something like kind of shitty, and you're like. Hey man, you like kind of take him aside, like kind of like bro called your ear, like, hey dude, you know that wasn't really cool, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, bro, it they're, up. yeah, like you kind of you can't like call them out. You can't. You, oh my god, do not like call them out in front of like their other friends or mm-hmm. like their girlfriend or whatever. Like, I feel like that's just shitty in general to do to anyone. It depends it on de- what it yeah. is. And yeah, if someone does something really bad that was like real offensive. Could, yeah, that's true. But if it's something subliminal, like, why are we having this whole conversation right now? Like, we can talk about it yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, finding dudes like that is difficult. You kind of have to, you know, weed them out a little bit. And you kind of have to, if they say something or do something, and again, I'm not perfect, right? Like, it's been told to me, like, for sure. But when they say do something, you kind of have to be like, yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. If, like, like, someone, like, for an example, like a, a friend of mine. Not even that. Like, it was, like, kind of recent that he was like, oh, that's so gay. And it's like... Who's saying that? Your gen loves that, though. I feel like... Like, I grew up playground, like, grade six, seven, eight. That was the insult. Like, that's so gay. And, you know, obviously, like, after that, people were like, oh, wait, that's, like, not okay to say. But people grew up and they still do that. And you're kind of just like, shit. Like what? What am I? What do I have to do here? Like what? Do, like yeah. how much work does society have to do to bring you up to up to speed? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 difficult to find friends like that, and different friends are going to be sympathetic to different things. Mm-hmm. Like I have some guy friends that, you know, are are absolutely, um, you know, like anti-racist and like really really kind of like trying to be an ally, but they might be problematic in terms of like being a little bit sexist or misogynist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you know what I'm saying, like. No one's perfect, um, but at least for me, the only way I felt I can deal with it is like if someone does something shitty, you kind of like, hey, dude, or if there's something really shitty, you kind of just cut them out. Like I've done that a good amount recently. Where you're just like, <laughs> I'm really dealing with this. How like, do you cut someone off though? I yeah. just want to know because yeah. I think for my own life, like I feel like just because of the way like me and Dina have been vocal. Mm. It's pretty self-explanatory. Like, people just, like, don't mess with us. So they just don't agree with an opinion that we've said. And, like, I feel like if someone is super homophobic or something, they just won't say it around me. Mm. Yeah, and that I'm is like, just, okay, like, I haven't. Like, yeah. yeah. I haven't had the chance to, like, cut some. Not that I want to, but. <laughs> I haven't had, she wants to cut you <laughs> off, so. I haven't had the chance to, like, be, like, you're problematic and cut someone off mm. in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, since this podcast has been alive, really. And, like, where is the line there? Like, what what is it that's going to merit you to cut them off? Yeah. And what type of comment is it an ableist comment or is it a homophobic comment or mm. is it a ra- like is there some type of oppression that you hold in a different regard than others biases mm-hmm. uh, uh so yeah i think it like i like that idea i think for me 
there is like someone saying a comment to someone I don't know and I'm like oh it's really shitty and of course it's like depending on the comment or like who they're mm-hmm. discriminating against whatever but if they have said something to someone I do know and like that's really hard and I know it shouldn't be like that it should be like I'm like okay everyone's equal and like if they say any comment about anyone I need to cut them out but if they say even like a little thing about someone I do know I'm like that really really gets to me mm-hmm. um and honestly i don't do anything specific i just like stop hanging with them stop texting them like i don't mm-hmm. i don't share my they're out of my top friends on instagram right like it's just shit like that like you yeah. you just you just like move away silently and i get how that could be wrong like i'm not ex- i'm not doing the work that other people are going to do to fix them and i get that mm-hmm. it's probably my job to do this work because it's not your job um so i get that that how i'm dealing with it probably shitty but that's what I've done in the past. But is it anyone's job to educate another human being who's fully capable of educating That's what themselves? I'm saying. Mm. Because I know that there is a lot of dialogue of people who particularly are like people of color, I would argue, that are like, I'm not gonna teach you that, you know, touching my hair is wrong or that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. saying like certain like racial slurs is wrong. Mm-hmm. And like I a part of me is like I also am like I don't know if I really want a white person to teach them that because they yeah. don't really know either like yeah, I don't want to learn about indigenous studies to some, by someone who's not indigenous yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like also I can't just throw my hands up and be like I'm not teaching anyone shit but then yeah. are like kind of wallow in myself and complain that shit isn't changing because I'm not really making an effort to do anything but at the same time it is very exhausting to constantly be I was going to say I think you're allowed to do that uh, you're allowed to be like I'm not teaching anyone shit that's completely okay but then people don't get taught shit that's like, what if I'm everyone saying did that, right yeah. yeah it's, it's like yeah it's like shitty because it's like I feel like the perfect like resolution for me mm. would be that like this would be like cool. valued in education systems yeah, yeah like this should be like literally like yeah. a fact that's taught in schools thank god we know basic organic chemistry though yeah like that ass (laughs) so it's like i wish yeah yeah, like i wish we just like knew this stuff like we're taught these things but we're not and so they're not like valified because they're just like things that you learn on like vice land Mm -hmm. or like whatever Mm -hmm. and it's like why am i learning about how to teach someone nicely on vice land Mm. i should be learning about this like in school yeah yeah 100 percent. it's true so how are you i guess like also making like safe spaces for your underprivileged friends so now that you've kind of like weeded away um, all the problematics. Now you have a group of friends who, you know, are probably more empathetic to uh, oppression, so they're most likely mm. underprivileged, whether they be like women or people mm. of color or, you know, queer. Mm. So what are you doing, I guess, to make sure like it's a safe space between you two and you're establishing like, hey, I know I'm this privileged person, mm. but I want you to know that it's all so, good in my books. Yeah, you just kind of give them space. You just let them do their thing. Like, you don't interrupt. You don't like try and talk over. You just you kind of listen, right? And then, of course, it's also using your white privilege to interrupt people. <laughs> or, like, if you're with someone, they're like, oh, shit, I really hate when this happens. Like, you're using your white privilege to be like, yo, that's not okay, like, this and that. But, again, it's not, you don't have to overthink it. Like, you really, like, there's so many things I could be doing. I could be going to rallies. Like, I, I could be, like, my job could be being an ally or, like, something. And I'm not, I know that. But right now, it's it's not overthinking it and just, like, allowing people to exist and and treating everyone as equal and like or at least like helping people feel like it Mm -hmm. because of course it's not the case unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah no no one can really say i think it's the case for anyone yeah 
Okay, so to switch gears, um, we're going to talk about dating because... <laughs> retweet loves love. <laughs> what would a retweet episode be without dating? talking about love? Um, and it's like Valentine's Day soon. I'm like, anyways. So. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> we do it in Galentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. Um, so how do you think race has impacted your dating choices? Um, and I know you've been pretty open that you don't really have discriminate but yeah i mean um i don't date based on race the okay. girl's cute <laughs> it's usually That's what i look tight, for baby. if they're interested in me also like a huge <laughs> bonus most men so, don't have that in their criteria i know actually <laughs> men don't like women that are interested in them <laughs> i mean true. i guess like it depends but like if you're like dating dating like dating to date someone and like yeah. really like you know, like you a know. twenty-one-year-old on Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah. You always have to like act like you don't give a shit if they're interested or not. But like, if I'm like dating someone to date them, then yeah, you you, you know, I don't really have like a race criteria. Although one time, um, I remember I was dating this girl from Trinidad in high school, and she couldn't tell any of her friends or her family about me <laughs> <laughs> because she's like, I can't date a white guy, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of. I'm like, that's fair, but like. It, it didn't make you feel great. I was like, can you tell yeah. your friends? Yeah, yeah, your friends is a little much. She, she my had like would roast me. She had like friends in um like other high schools that she like didn't tell the people in our high school knew, but yeah, she was like I couldn't tell like other friends elsewhere, and I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool thanks. <laughs> that is so funny because our friend group is like, we need to diversify in the year twenty twenty. Like, if you're dating a white guy, high five, sister. Because yeah, Zendaya is doing it. That video, Megan the Stallion, Megan the Stallion with Jay Z. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The black queens, they love the whites now. <laughs> they love that. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, dating has never been a real, like, that's never been, like, an issue for me, at least. It's yeah. always, like, girls, if the girl's cute, they're, like, fun, they're easy to talk to. You know, it's that's basically the criteria. But yeah. um, I do know I have friends that, like, will be, like, I don't, like, Dudes are like, oh, they have such a visceral reaction. They're like, I would never date a black girl. Like, I've had people like that that would never date a black girl. And I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so there's obviously shame there. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if that's all they masturbate to. Like, 100%. Oh, really? 100%. 100%. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, mm. uh, you wouldn't date a black girl, but would you have sex with a black girl? It's 100% oh, the I taboo. I never thought about that. The taboo thing. This is why you two get so many messages, I'm sure, on, like, Bumble, <laughs> you know whatever tinder I like wish. maybe I should react to my bumble actually <laughs> this is inspiring me <laughs> yeah well like you get all these like shitty messages of like dudes like like saying like really like racist. oh that's what you mean yeah, yeah. But, i get like messages where it's like hey nubian queen and i'm like yeah but it's like it's mm-hmm. this weird taboo kind of like shame but they want to like like explore that shame in like a sexual way yeah. and but like dating is too much like, mm-hmm. again, friends are like, I would never date a black girl. I would never date an Asian girl. I would never date, like, whatever. Because dating means that people will know. And they feel ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. But that shame, that taboo, like, shame that they don't want anyone to think, that's that sexual shit that they, like, really repress. Mm-hmm. And they, they're going to bring that out and they bring up Pornhub, like, hours later. So... I think. I don't know. I'm no expert. I know. And then they're like, well, I want, like, a Latina or a white girl with a big ass and mm, big mm, lips. Mm. And I'm like, it's like, 
you want a black girl. <laughs> <laughs> that ass. <laughs> like curly I, hair. Yeah, they what? love, yeah, it's so true. That's funny. I never thought about it in that regard. I know that um, that's, like, a huge thing with uh, plus-size women. Like, people, for whatever reason, I don't know, as of late, I can't speak on it, but as of late, I think people are, like, more vocal about being, like, yeah, like, I do like plus-size women. But I know that in the past, it's, like, it was something so sexualized. People just, like, wanted to fuck a bunch of, like, plus-size women, but they wanted to, like, marry or, like, date a, like, skinny girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like 100%. Yeah, because yeah. of fatphobia. Yeah. Well, these are all the, the worst homophobes. Are, you know, they're like, always gay. Yeah, they're yeah, dead ass always gay. All the I preachers saw... that are, like, homophobic, and they're like, oh, wait, they've been banging, like, 12-year-olds, yeah. like, 12-year-old dudes for, like, a while. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. fuck. Yeah. No, literally, I saw this tweet, and it was like, queer men like women more than straight guys. I'm like, you're literally right. Yeah, 100%. You're literally right. Yeah. Wait, what was the tweet? Queer men like women more than straight guys. Like, bi men like women more than straight guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. 100%. <laughs> that is... But, like, it's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. But, it, I mean, also it's a product of, like, hypersexualization of black women. That's true, yeah. So I feel like if you're seen as this hypersexual being, then... Yeah. I think I think it's also... If you grow up, yeah, definitely (laughs) also racism. Um, And you grow up in a a family or whatnot that, or or like a culture, whatever that makes that taboo, or like like your parents maybe are subtly racist, like oh we want you to date like a white person, whatever, and then that becomes that shameful thing. Like when you grow up, right, a lot of these sexual like fetishes and kinks or whatever like start when we're really really young and they manifest later. Um, But yeah, that's like no, it's true. You know what I mean? Like it it happens. Because of the environment you're raised in. But also, yeah, like, it teaches you how to be racist, teaches you how to be, like, you know, anti-Semitic or prejudiced, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out, yeah. Yeah. But, like, going back to your Trini girlfriend in high school. Shoot. Um, so, obviously, like, God when you're bless. dating. Broke my heart. <laughs> broke my heart, by the way. That's so sad. Aww. Okay, I was going to say. if you're listening. <laughs> still feel it. No, That's so sad. <laughs> I got um, a good breakup story for that, too. She broke with me on Valentine's Day. Oh, oh your queen. anniversary's coming up then. Your yeah. breakup anniversary. anniversary. I got her this um, J Lo perfume for for a gift. Oh, so cute. What was year was it? I don't know. No, this was like high school. I don't know, grade ten or okay. Like, oh, it's kind of young. Grade ten to get perfume. Okay. Well, I was like, oh, I, really, I was like every because I didn't know what to get. And I was like, everyone told me like, oh, this is what she's gonna like. I was like, okay, sick. And it was expensive. And I like went and got it, and she's like, yeah, we're done. But. Did Thanks you still the get perfume. the? Yeah, did you still give it to her? I did. Like, Aww. like I didn't know what else to do with it. I'm like, I'm not gonna use it. I guess I'm gonna <laughs> give it to my mom. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. Speaking oh, about her. Yeah. What I was gonna say is like, obviously, when you're dating someone, you think they're sexually attractive. Mm-hmm. So I guess like, where? <laughs> this might seem like an extremist question, but she, I guess like, what's the difference between like you understanding that like you're attracted to this girl, mm-hmm. but then also like the differences between um, like sexual attraction and fetishization. Hmm. I don't know if there's much difference sometimes. Fetishes mm-hmm. are things that can only get you off. Kinks are things that can can get you off. So mm. if we're talking about fetishes, these are things that someone might only be sexually attracted to. Like maybe they can get aroused or excited, whatnot, by slightly other things, but I'm and I could be wrong, but I think that fetishes are like your primal sexual attraction. Whereas like if you're talking about kinks, like, oh like, you know, like my kink is like a really curvy person or like latex or like whatever that's something that you like to get off to don't have to whatever um yeah for me uh 
like I I don't know like I I find um it I find like at least now like it's it's more of a trust and kind of if you're really into someone and you both really like vibe and really trust each other then it really opens up what you can allow yourself and and want the other person to be into so fetish and whatnot and what you're talking about is I think coming from shame and coming from like oh, I don't want to talk like it's taboo I don't want to you don't want to talk about it you're at the end it's so great when you at least for guys if you're jerking off to something that's real like you're really into maybe like a fetish or something but the moment you finish you're like what the fuck am I doing mm-hmm. like you like close the tab you're like I gotta like I gotta I like, like a lot of guys that listen to this can relate to that yeah yeah I, feel that I hear that sentiment a lot yeah like you're like oh shit what did I just do and then you like you feel weird or gross or whatnot, but that's just you, like coming back to earth after you've like you know gone through your kink or fetish or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's not like a huge thing for me. Like honestly, just being open and like not being ashamed of it is a lot healthier and like a lot easier for you and your partner to be like, hey, this is kind of what I'm into. Like, what do we think? Um, but yeah, it's it's dudes that can never say that can never come to their can never date a black girl because it's too shameful or because they're too like internally racist or like racist whatever that end up being real the problem the problem kids yeah so i guess to clarify because i know like people will be like oh um okay an example of this this is probably really bad whatever i don't really care um this girl that i knew when i was in high school she like only wanted to date Arab guys. Like mm-hmm. she only wanted to date Arab guys. It like all started when she started liking Zane from One Direction. <laughs> like ever since then, and like to this day, I think that she just like still like exclusively only likes to date Arab guys. And like I'm not talking just any Arab guy. I'm talking mm-hmm. the Arab guy that's like light skin with like the super dark hair. Like you know, I would argue that like she fetishizes like these mm. specific men. Mm-hmm. She like uh, exclusively only dates them and will not date anyone else. So I guess like because there's the conversation mm. of like oh um you know i talked to this white guy on bumble and i found his instagram and i also learned that like the, his past like three girlfriends were black girls he only fetishizes black girls is mm-hmm. that kind of idea so i guess like mm. what i meant by that question is like how are we differentiating like oh like pre- oh preference. she's attractive but yeah. also like uh like a preference like but the people that are like that are not thinking in a way that they're fetishizing if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew a guy in my high school who would only date black girls. To this day, only dates black girls. He so doesn't fetishize them. He does. Oh, he but does. But I don't think he's aware enough yeah. of his own decisions and choices. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I don't even, think so. Like, yeah. he's just like, yo, like, I like black girls. Like, he just, I don't know. Like, I don't think people are thinking critically about their choices like that when it's like they have a type. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, like, some girls are like, oh, I only date tall guys. But that's not like rude in like a <laughs> no, racial stereotype, or like yeah. you know what I mean. Like hundred percent, it's all like yeah, it's like hundred percent. Like people are like, oh, I really like blue eyes, and yeah. it's like, but like when it becomes like a racialized thing, then it, yeah, yeah. And like even those white girls that will be like, oh, I only date black guys. They're only dating a specific type of black guy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like they're gonna be dating the freaking nerd black guy <laughs> who watches like. I don't know, anime, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Manga. is a gamer, and, like, Shut doesn't up. have that, like, <laughs> doesn't have that black guy persona that they're associating with. So that's, yeah, that's fetishizing, like, because uh, uh, you're not really dating a person, you're dating what you... Like, the archetype. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 100%. Good word. The yeah. archetype. The fantasy. 
Yeah. That that's what that's what that's so that's it. With the, the guy with the do rag, the TikTok. Yeah, we just we just showed Kevin a uh, TikTok of this girl. Literally, her boyfriend was propped like a slave. Yeah. <laughs> and he was holding yeah, he was holding, yeah, holding shirtless. Yeah. shirtless. Yeah. She was he was holding these papers that said, um, why like black guys and it was for her to like kind of prompt. Anyways, this is stupid guys. TikTok's racist. Like any TikTok other app. is so racist. I love TikTok though. Follow me. On I TikTok. love it though. Yeah, we're gonna make a TikTok. <laughs> Retweet is gonna make a TikTok. 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 Ted. Okay. Not a TikTok. <laughs> Either. But um, we will do but a like, TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> we will do a t- TED. <laughs> talk Get to us, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? A girl from my high school did a TED talk, so I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility for us. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think like obviously you're saying that in an overt way Mm. race hasn't really affected your preferences and fetishization is not really something that you think about um however have you ever noticed yourself using different flirting techniques on women based on race um uh no i don't think not you particular yeah your friends i don't know definitely friend yes like (laughs) i've seen this happen and he's gonna call out his friends no 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 definitely like i've for sure like when i was a lot younger like it would be more like trying to mimic how they act. So if mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like flirting with someone and they're giving off a certain vibe, mm-hmm. like if they're like closed, reserved, whatever, then you can't necessarily do the same type of flirting technique that someone who's like really bubbly and open and really talkative. So for me, that's kind of, you kind of got to like, that's how you navigate that. But dudes will definitely try some like lingo or like slang and you're like yeah. what are you fucking doing <laughs> you sound like a clown but you know what like that's that's how they think the like the person that they're flirting with responds that's mm-hmm. what they, what they respond to which in inevitably means that they're like being a little bit racist or like stereotyping them or in mm-hmm. some way like not treating them as like an individual unique person instead instead of just like the stereotype they expect them yeah like i know for a fact black men do not approach me in a white girl in the same way yeah absolutely. and i think that's that's black men but i don't know like i'm sure white guys do it too but But, well obviously they do it let's look at our (laughs) let's look at the history here but do you feel like nothing i don't know how to explain this so i saw this tweet and it was like um it was a black woman tweeting this and mm. she was saying how um based on who or based on how she changes her hair she'll have different men like approach her bars bars which is so true fast. which is true Ugh. if i have like you know natural when your hair is too black yeah. you get different like even the black men that approach me is different yeah it's like black men that are like black women are queens but then if i have like straight hair or even braids like i I, braids are starting black to men become do not like braids. Have you not seen all those Twitter like they hate tweets? braids? They hate braids. They hate braids. But yeah, like if I have like twists in, it'll be like a ho tap or like a white guy who's like creative. Mm-hmm. Be like, I really like your hair because he thinks it's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. if it's like I've, I never have my hair straight, but I guess I'll do like a straight ponytail mm-hmm. with like slick hair, baby hairs. It might be a guy who's like about to do bottle service at the club, who'll oh, be like, oh, like, I want to hit you up. Yeah. So. um I don't know, like, I've never really done that in mind, being like, I want to track this guy, so I'm going to change my hair. Mm-hmm. But I could imagine if I was, like, going to go on a date with someone. I, like, you're right. Like, when you said something about, like, or you when you were saying um, when you're flirting with someone, you want to kind of, like, imitate their vibe. Or, or you want to, you, yeah, you want to, like, imitate or you have to understand the way that, like, the vibes that they're giving off so that you can 
flirt with them. Mm. I feel like I'll do that with this. I feel like I do that with aesthetic at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if so, do maybe you t- do you two approach men? people differently? Um, I've um, tried. I can tell like, you, like black dudes oh, yeah. versus white dudes, or versus like whatever dudes. Um, I've women, never whatever. really approached a white. Not guy. in real life. Yeah, not in real life. <laughs> On like Bumble. Are you sick? Yeah. Yeah, Actually, sick. no. I sent everyone the same thing. I've sent ev- I've sent everyone the same thing. Yeah, I sent everyone the same thing. It's always okay. This is what I'll do if you guys want to know, like my. My recipe. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. Don't it hasn't worked it. thus far. This bitch is single. <laughs> yeah. But if I, like, see you in person, I have to see you in person. I can't just, like, ask you out if, like, you've only met on Bumble or something. Usually I'll let them ask me out. But if I've seen you in person, I, like, get your Instagram. <laughs> and then, like, as soon as possible, I'll just, like, jam them a quick line being, like, oh, it's super nice seeing you. Um, would love to get coffee with you. Like, keep it quick and easy, ladies. If you drag it on, it looks dramatic. There it is. Yeah. Secret to love. Just, like, literally just keep your intentions pure. And, like, if they ask, like, oh, is this, like, friendly or not? Like, you have to say it with your fucking chest. Like, be like, mm-hmm. no, like, I said what I said. Like, I would like to hang out with you, get to know you. Yeah, guys are stupid as shit. Like, they won't get it sometimes, too. They yeah. don't get They're it. like, what do you mean, coffee? Do you want to see me as a friend? Yeah. Yeah, even if they have the girlfriend, they still yeah. might want to hang out with you as a friend. <laughs> No. <laughs> I want to be your girlfriend. <laughs> I want to be your girlfriend. As a friend. As a friend. You're actually a sicko. And you're a side chick and you didn't even realize. I know. And I was like, no. Anyways, um, that's the recipe. It doesn't work, but <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> We're going to have to change it. Like, Yeah. Really give, me gonna, give me suggestions. Like, what would you... Is that not efficient? Depends. Uh, dating for... I think dating for girls on on these apps. I, we were talking before. You can't be too funny. You can't be too confident. You can't be too uh, successful. Yeah. You can't be too. You kind of have to be meek and stupid a little bit, and Ugh. like have the guy like play his game <laughs> because the guy on these apps. These are dudes that like want to be the like funny, not like predator, but they want to like kind of like try and suss you out a little bit, and then so like shoot gross. their shot, whatever you. They can't, want. That they want to be the star of the show, and yeah. they want you to be the co-star. Yeah, always. Or like the, you're just like you're. I don't know how to say it. You're the sidekick. You're the sidekick. You're the extra. You're not the you're hero. He's a pawn. protagonist. Yeah. He he needs to be he needs to be the protagonist, yeah. and you need if you're not able to be, what is the opposite of a protagonist? Antagonist. Side character. Antagonist. No, that's like the oh, that's, that's a bad the enemy. Person. Anyways, if you're not willing to be <laughs> the side character, <laughs> yeah, to his protagonist, yeah, then. It's yeah. You can't. You can't be. Yeah, that is far. I was talking about how like every time I give my Instagram <laughs> to guys on these apps, I get ghosted. It's crazy because it's like, how did I give you your unique, whole ass Instagram yeah. and you literally ghosted me? Don't follow me. Make a new Instagram. Yeah, just for men. And it's just like one one eye. One eye like, selfie going. Yeah, you know what I mean. My bio's like you wo. Yeah, kissy. Yeah, live, kiss. laugh, love. Yeah, live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. I would get so many dates. Maybe they would finally go to coffee with me. 100%. <laughs> um, okay, so switching gears, I guess. Switching gears. Mm-hmm. We're still going to talk about dating. Um, so within the black community, there seems, I don't think, I don't know if it's a myth. But Lydia, I just, like, Lydia hate, says it's a myth. Okay, it's not a myth. It's like, okay. This okay wait, is, let's just say that we're <laughs> a myth. For everyone listening. So basically, if you are a black woman and you see a black man walking down the street with his white girlfriend, you are judging slash disappointed slash yes. <laughs> okay. And Lydia thinks that's a myth. 
I don't think it's a myth. I, I think I do look at them with disdain. I do. <laughs> like, I, really? <laughs> I do do that, but it's, like, not all women do that. Like, it depends. Like, I'm not really looking no, actually, for you. I'm, I'm just, I'm actually joking. For the most part, I don't even look at you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like so, clearly, <laughs> you got something else going on. And I'm well, like, it's just like, obviously, I don't want to date you. It's just yeah, like, it's true. It's just like one of those things where it's like, of course. Like, it's, it's just no, like an of course. The only time that I'll be like, ugh, is if someone's really freaking fine and you didn't know they had a girlfriend and then you found yeah. out, then you find out girl, that yeah. they have a girlfriend that's, and then the icing crazy. on the cake is that the girlfriend is not black, you're mm-hmm. like, now I'm pissed. Yeah, it's true. That is really so true. So the question. Oh, sorry. Oh, so, <laughs> so anyways, as a white man, mm. how does it feel when you see like, do you care when you see a white woman walking with a man of the opposite sex? I don't care. Or but do I, other, yeah. There have been, and there still are so many people that get murdered, lynched, whatever, because of this in canada but also the southern states right i think i said opposite sex did i say that yeah, i meant I'm sorry, to say I wasn't another race attention. yeah yeah no you're yeah, yeah <laughs> no, another race right? sorry yeah yeah okay. you're i fully like, did not pay attention you're, you're, you're talking about like yeah interracial relationships if yeah see, yeah exactly thank it's, you uh, again like like only if like the girl was talking to me and like <gasps> i thought we were having a thing and then i was like oh wait you're you have a boyfriend guy. i'm like yeah. cool, or girlfriend whatever yeah but no i know what you're saying and like again it makes Zero I feel like white guys don't care, in my humble opinion. That's yeah. what I always thought, but I don't know, yeah. But but there are white dudes that care so much oh. that that's like tainting the bloodline. <laughs> these are like white. I'm serious. These are like white supremacists, like yeah. dudes like mm-hmm. alt right dudes, like dudes that like you know, con- you know congregate online and like mm, post yeah. on shit, and they're like, oh, like we don't want we don't Whites want against interracial. Dating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's that's. And it's not even it's it's like interracial. It's like if you're dating like someone Jewish, if you're dating like like whatever, it's like this weird white superiority thing. And there's still people that get like murdered because of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I guess also like what we we're kind of like uh, looking at was mm. like when I was growing up specifically, it was like who were the hottest guys? It was like Matthew McConaughey. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of Justin like Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, Justin Amen. Bieber. Like it was like those guys were the hot guys. They were white guys, and like all the like top celebrities were dating white guys because those were the hottest guys. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now it's like, who are the most like who are the celebrities of our generation? Like the Kardashians, they're all dating black guys. So now we see a shift of like girls being like my old type, like a flood of all these like white guys mm-hmm. that are like metrosexual, mm-hmm. and then now like a flood of just like black guys. So what is it like seeing that shift of my race used to be like the ideal hot guy and now like i'm not yeah <laughs> um i don't compete with these guys in terms of dating so it doesn't really matter to me um <laughs> i don't really keep tabs uh again like yeah it, it doesn't really make much difference to me uh who whoever's dating who it's like they're either single or they're not and that's that's what i care about so really um um, who dates who in terms of like celebrities and like the archetype of like the hottest person? Who was the who was the sexiest man alive? John Legend was that? The, was oh that yeah, like right? Yeah, like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. John Legend looks like Caillou. He looks like Frank. S- like, do you guys know uh, like Franklin? Yeah, the turtle. The turtle. No, but he looks so like Caillou. Mean. He does look like Caillou. He just like looks like anything that doesn't have much feature. He's never done anything wrong to anybody. Let's just. 
No, I was going to say Benjamin. If you're French, you know Franklin is Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless. Yeah, regardless. Regardless um, of that. Yeah, I... I Sorry. I think it's funny because I only know that because he's not white. Like, that's the only reason why... Like, I don't remember oh, the person okay. before him. And I remember I was actually dating a black girl at the time, <laughs> and we were watching The Bachelor, or The Bachelorette, and it was, like, the first time that The Bachelorette was black. Oh, yeah. And she was, like, so excited. I'd never watched the show before, and I was like, I, it seems like some trashy TV. But I was kind of getting into it, too, and I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like... And, and we, it was... No, you're going to laugh, but, like, the, it's like the per Like, I forget The Bachelorette's name. I don't remember anyone on the show, but... She was talking about some real shit, like going down, being like, as the first black bachelorette, I can't fuck this up. I was like, oh my God. I was like, that's some, that's some real pressure. 100% true. 100% true. She's like, I am the person that every little black girl is going to look up to if they want to be on this show. I'm the person. And if I fuck this up, that's going to be so bad. Yeah. Anyways, I don't, yeah, anyways, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> back, back to the question, though. Like, yeah, there's yeah, no real. The yeah. No, um, it makes no difference to me. Okay, um, it makes no difference. I don't think it makes a difference to, like, most dudes. I'm again, unless the people that we just talked about are, like, super racist and, like, don't like seeing interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've never been in this predicament because I am perpetually single, but sometimes I wonder, like, if I were to date a white guy and I was, like, the first black girl he'd had ever dated, if I'd be nervous. Give me some speed bumps, for sure. Yeah, like, I just feel like, whoa, like, that's actually labor. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. You're gonna have to, like, that's for all the girls labor. who, like, did that. You have to help them through some stuff. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. And I guess there's really nothing to do if, like, you were to date a black woman or black person and, like, you were their first white partner because, like, they kind of know. Oh, like, yeah, they... they yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more like you just being, like, sympathetic or, like, you just being, like, like yeah, like, it might be... They might not tell their friends. I still have trauma for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> He's like, she would not introduce me to her parents. Yeah, I'm screaming. Oh, shout out to her. Yeah, sure. Honestly, same. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Like, honestly, I'm, like, I'm not bringing a white guy home. <laughs> that's fair. You would mean. have to be engaged before you meet my parents. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Like, remember when Fresh Prince? When, like, oh, yeah. And they were like, I didn't know he was, like, tall. <laughs> like, And everyone's like, yeah, I, I always thought, like, she would date, but, like, I didn't know she, like, tall guys. And, and then like, Will is like, I didn't even know he was white. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah it's true. <gasps> Um, but since also like in the tagline for when we were searching for questions for like the people who were submitting on Instagram because we said man I feel like a lot of women were also just like we just want to know like your opinion like as a guy sure um, so this is one question that was sent in is would you rather a girl go on a date with you knowing she isn't attracted to you but perhaps feels like she might be losing on the chance of quote unquote potential or would you rather her just not go on the date at all Mm. So this is, like, a question because a lot of girls are like, well, I don't want to say no, and I feel mean, and, like, maybe he has potential. My opinion of that was, like, you're wasting his time, but, like, I don't know. How do you feel as the person on the other end? I wouldn't want to know why they went on the date with me in that case. <laughs> okay. Like, if they went on a date with me and they're like, I don't really like you, but you might have potential, I feel like that might that might hurt my feelings. But it would be the same, I think, for, like, if we switched around, and the guy's like, I don't really like her, but she <laughs> yeah, has potential. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, why would you tell someone that? In any yeah, case? like, if I knew that, I'd yeah. be like, let's not go on the date. Has, but what if you has, didn't know? If I didn't know, I mean, maybe I've had relationships like that. And, like, they've <laughs> blossomed into something because they gave me a shot. I don't know. Like, I, I like to think for me personally, I kind of come on, like, a, as I spend time with someone, I learn more about them and we chat. Like, that's how. But that's the same thing with me and a girl. Like, I have an initial rea or, like, attraction to someone. And most of the time, if I talk to them, 
I usually lose attraction. I'm like, eh, never mind. Like, I'm not really like. Shout out anymore. to women. Yeah. I'm just like, just really not doing well in the conversation <laughs> sector. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just personal preference, right? Like, they might be like really smart and really like engaged and whatnot, but we just don't vibe. We just don't have the same kind of like values or or my like weird humor doesn't like land with them, whatever. But um, quirky. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> but like, yeah, I wouldn't want to know. And if I did know, I wouldn't want to go on the date. Like, okay. 100%. And I know that guys, maybe that's, like, a little pride talking, but, like, I know guys that would definitely not want to go on the date if they're, like, oh, if this person's not, like, into me, into me, then... Oh, me neither. Yeah. I'm sorry. You have to be in love with me before you even talk to me. It's true. That's fair, though. But 100%. do guys even give girls, like, this tidbit of potential? They don't. Uh, what do you mean? Like, okay, if I asked a guy out mm. and he wasn't that attracted to me, but he was like, oh, maybe she has potential. Like, I don't think guys really do that. They don't give the girl the benefit of the doubt as much as women do, I would, I think. Depends on why they want to date you. If they just want to, like, go and, like, get drinks and then, like, watch Netflix, then they're going to go out with anybody, right? Oh, they're okay. gonna, like, but if they're like, yeah, if they're like, eh, I'm not really into it. Like, I'm sending my going to coffee DM. I saw you mm. in person and then I found your Instagram. I yeah. DM'd you. yeah. They're not going to text me back, like, yeah, I want to go out for coffee with you if they think I have potential, right? No, th- well, they'll definitely want to check you out. Like, they might be, like, interested, but not, like, head over heels. Yeah. But, like, they'll definitely will. But, yeah, I think you're right. Like, guys are a little, like, simpler in that regard. Do men like when women ask them out? Um, Makes it a hell of a lot easier, but... Mm. I don't think they like it. Okay. I feel no. like they don't like it. It's, it's like, I, I would say that it's... Okay. Not, what? Shoot. Sorry, it's just like I think. <laughs> Lydia, I literally, can, you ask, can you answer the question? I literally gasped because, because of my experience on the dating apps. Okay, I'm sorry. If you don't ask a guy out, he will talk to you for months, months on end, really, and he's not like bothered by it. Like he mm-hmm. will text you every single day. I'm like, personally, no, men just talk to women for sport. Like I don't know for why. sport, and it's like I'm sorry. Within a yes. week, and that's dragging it, dragging it, dragging it. Within a week, if you're not asking me out, there's really no reason for me to talk to you. That's it's fair. I, uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Men talk to women for sport. That's 100% true. And, like, I will go out of my – even me, I'll be like, okay, can, do you want to hang out? And there would just be no reciprocal energy, and I'm like, okay, never, never mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. But you'll still continuously hit me up. I'm like, what – I offered a chance for us to hang out and see yeah. if – we like each other, yeah. and you're still just wanting to DM me all the time. See, it's yeah. like guys that shoot their shot, and you're like, nah, like it's okay, and then they shoot it again, and again, and again, and they'll just keep trying to do it, which I don't get, but... But, like, I offered you... Yeah, it's different. ...a hangout yeah. or an opportunity to see me, and you're not taking it, so I don't understand. Do you want to just be pen pals? Like, because I don't have time for that. No, frankly. seriously, and it's crazy to you because I find that, like... Even if guys have been shooting their shot mm. for, like, a while, mm-hmm. the moment you say yes, it's like they're not interested anymore. And yeah, I'm like... then there's no more chase. But then it's like, that's crazy. Yeah, 100%. That's literally crazy. I've been turned off by girls that are too into me. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Okay, so what did they... <laughs> what did they, what did they do? Because I feel like I'm eager. doing... All, okay, yeah, honestly, that's me. This is a conversation we need to have after because this episode's getting mighty long. I'm oh. sorry, guys. Okay. No, it's okay. It's good. It's good. Let's do good. the next question. Let's do a... Sorry. No, Part two with Kevin. <laughs> if you like Kevin, <laughs> comment down. Baby. This was a great episode. I'm going to lose you so many followers. And thank you, Kevin. Comment down an eggplant. <laughs> if you want to see Kevin again. <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for staying loyal through our hiatus, for not unfollowing us, because I know it's hard when people don't put out consistent... Yeah. content but it's like we needed a break we're it's young quality, not, not quantity yeah quality. that's what i'm saying baby mm-hmm. like 
Not and we're more. back for Black History Month. Exactly. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. <laughs> the ancestors' energy just really. They're screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, follow us on all of our socials. I know we don't have a Twitter, which is so off-brand, but. Do you guys fine. want us to start? A- do you want to reach? No, honestly, you need to get us to at least 500 followers on Instagram before we make a uh, Twitter. Yeah. Keep sharing. Honestly, every time someone shares on their story, like it brings me to tears. Because I'm so happy. Thank you. And it really helps us out. Seriously. Follow us at Retweet Podcast on Instagram. Please, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. I accidentally hit the microphone. I'm sorry. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.